hello 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 everybody and welcome back to another episode of a black mermaid's tales um this is episode six and this episode i'll be talking about the highlights of my time in china for those who don't know i am back in the uk for an indefinite amount of time i don't know there's not really much to say about it like it was unplanned it was un this is all because of corona so i wanted to come home and just kind of ride it out here because clearly i love being in isolation um but yes that part of my journey um living in nanjing and is now over so but it's, it's been amazing like it's frust- i feel frustrated now um just because as i said it's very hard to plan your life when the world is kind of on pause but I want to focus on the positive and I had so much fun in these 10 months and it was absolutely amazing and I have achieved so bloody much so I wanted to talk about some of the things I did in China I did have like trips out of China but I don't want to talk about those I just want to talk about the things I did while um things I did in China while I was in China so um plus if and when i do go back that will obviously be a whole different journey so yes as i said i'm super proud of myself for going but just it's always something it's something i've always wanted to do however if you know me or have a 50 minute conversation with me 15 minute conversation with me you very quickly i'm a very family orientated person i have a big big family um and like i'm always with family i've always had family around me i've never really ever been by myself um i've never done anything by myself i don't think i've gone through anything in my life without having a blood relative around me like actually this is so crazy to think about it but yeah in school i had my siblings uh in secondary school i had my siblings and cousins um in sixth form i had cousins in university i had a cousin like i have not gone through any part of my life like everything i do or where i live i have family i have people around me so it's like the downside of being an extrovert i guess so doing this taking this jump and i've always traveled but again i took my first solo trip back in 2018 and i had so much anxiety going on that trip just not because i was traveling but because i was traveling by myself i've always had one family member friend whoever with me i've never had to like going to stuff completely by myself and i was like damn like i'm not a, i'm not a lone wolf i'm a pack animal so doing this separating from the pack in such a way like i wasn't just saying oh i want to leave london i'm gonna go live like i love white or i'm gonna go live in ireland um or anything i said i was going to live in china china so any like physical support of people that i knew so for the pack animals of us out there like yo i'm proud of me (laughs) for doing that um uh but i didn't stay alone wolf for long because i arrived and instantly made a group of friends because clearly that's what i do um 
and they were amazing you've heard then heard story all the stories i have are usually with one or more of them um in, in training it was me jada zay airy and vic it was the five of us there was also vic's roommate andy but pss, sorry andy you don't you ain't really in the story there were also some other cool people ryan ben um kiki like they were they're just fantastic people like my training group was really nice it wasn't big there's was about 23 24 of us in our training group um so yeah it was nice it was like intimate and you kind of just got to know everybody and instantly just like meeting people there was like british people americans south africans those were the three uh nationalities um but yeah made really good group of friends in like the first um four that i mentioned there they like we stuck together um and that's definitely just like helped so then they have shared all these adventures with me from like the great wall um which is one of the seven wonders of the world you listen um, I think at some points I've definitely questioned like what's the big deal with it just because I sometimes feel like that about British uh, attractions the things that you know like oh go to Big Ben and the House of Parliament and the B- Buckingham Palace and uh, the London Eye and they forgot it's called am I British take it away damn um, yeah the London Eye all that stuff because um, you, it's kind of like they've been there all my life I've been there once you've seen it, once you've seen it, <laughs> you've seen it 300 times. That's how I feel about it anyway. And I was just like, is the Great Wall that spectacular? It bloody is. It actually is. It's just just breathtaking that it's terrible, terrible construction you built. Like, that would fail every health... Vi- it, it, is ev- it has every health violation now. If it was to be built now never would have got past the first week but considering like when it was built and how long it's stood for bloody epic like it's epic them steps and what i mean is just like some of the steps will be really like they're no they're not really steps they're just kind of like little sloth things put together and then you have this big stack of like dench you're lunging up and steps it was a workout walking and we did a minuscule part of it like we really didn't travel far along it at all um but yeah we took the cable car across and then we took a little slide back down but it was it was breathtaking it was so hot up there mad but yeah so from that which is obviously just like a a global thing to be like boom i've been to the great wall to me it was it was fantastic it was an amazing thing to do and achieve but equally to me was finding an apartment (laughs) like finding an apartment was also a great achievement for me personally just because again as i said i've never been by myself i've never had to look i've never like lived by myself i've never like yeah i've never lived by myself i've never do you know what i mean um and to find an apartment by myself obviously i had an agent helping me but you know we're talking in like broken english chinese and we're making it work and that fear even in the uk when you go for something you don't know if you're being conned now i'm somewhere where (laughs) i don't speak the language i don't understand what they're saying i don't know 
if I'm being ripped off. So like, I felt really proud of me for, I think I saw three apartments in total and the second apartment was my apartment. I loved it. And I went uh, with uh, my mate Ben because we were both looking for an apartment and I knew he kind of liked it. And in my head, I was just like, I know I'm going to get this apartment because I was just I was like, I'm happy with it. I'm comfortable with it. It was clean. It was like a new build. It was Ikea kitted out to the gods. Um, yeah, so I was very here for it. So finding an apartment was just such a highlight for me to do that by myself. I was very proud. My first, my first month of actually teaching, I was so nervous to teach. Like, I love kids. I love working with kids. It's definitely something that I am very passionate about. Um, but it's bloody scary. And kids have no filter and I love them for that like they're so unapologetically themselves it's fabulous but that also means they can be rude (laughs) and you never know what you're gonna get or expect or what's gonna be like thrown at you and all of this stuff and that happened in in again somewhere where I don't know the culture I don't know the the norms I don't know all of this stuff people always say no Chinese kids have just gotta be so well behaved yeah that's a lie (laughs) they are well behaved but they can also be little shits because you know they're small humans and humans are little shits well we're big shits but you get what I'm trying to say um and doing that and I guess like my fear of like are they actually going to gain anything from me am I actually a good teacher like across the board uh for them to learn I want them to respect me. I want to respect them. I want this to be a nice, healthy environment where they feel positive and, like, they want to engage with me. I don't want them to just be like, oh, we got to sit here for 40 minutes and listen to her. So, like, let's just act like we have it together and then she'll piss off and we can just forget everything she said. I don't want that. I didn't want that. And I didn't have that. It was obviously hard at the beginning because they're just like, oh, my God, you're black. As I said in my previous podcast they're like jesus you're black and i'm just physically different to anything a lot of them have ever seen so i've had the tears i've had kids damn near walk out the classroom like hell no h2o um i've had them i've had like kids literally just standing there laughing at me whereas like one kid talking and they are hysterically laughing and all they're doing is staring at me and hysterically laughing and I'm like I know you're chatting shit about me but I can't say anything back one because I don't know what the fuck you're saying and two because that would not be professional um so getting over that and especially with harder classes that I had like that point where I, I would have a lesson I'd be like damn you guys respect me or like being authoritative I didn't want to be scary because I didn't want to be the scary foreign teacher. But it was trying to find my voice in the, you guys can grow and learn. But when Jazz says, like, stop, or I say, listen, rein that shit back in. And finding that balance, yeah, I felt proud of myself with that. Um, So, yeah, those are, like, some of my highlights. Uh, What else? Yellow Mountain. I don't know what it was. What month was that that I did all that? That had to be, like, September, right? no it it was august was it before yeah it was i think it was august i think it was before before the big summer holiday break which just so crazy as to why we would do this to ourselves i had like two three weekends back to back of climbing mountains i don't know why uh so on weekend we did yellow mountain with like my work club which honestly was a great bonding experience because in my office then when I came there was 
uh, five. And then by the time we went on that two had left. So there was the three who were there when I come, Amanda, Steph, Jenny, and then me and Ben were the two newbies in the office. And uh, Jenny organised a great like weekend, which would be just, it was actually a very, very cool bonding experience. Um, yeah, team bonding. That mountain nearly killed us. Uh, the girls saw me <laughs> very emotional points <laughs> climbing up that mountain. But we got to the top of Yellow Mountain. If you don't know, Google Yellow Mountain. That shit's hard because every time we told a Chinese person after, they was like, you walked all the way? And you're like, yeah. They're like, oh my God. And I'm like, okay, well, we should have clearly told people before we went because then we would have not done this. Actually, we probably would have. We had been with us. We definitely was going to climb that mountain. But it was it was cool. And climb down it. Oh, I've never felt like there was... I have new muscles in my leg. They're not being used, but, you know, they're there. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was awesome. And then the next weekend, because clearly I wasn't out of the mountain out of the mountain phase i did purple mountain which is a smaller mountain in nanjing um and you know what china and i i I tried to think of i tried to remember what my uh uh like what what i thought china was gonna be like in terms of what it looked like and stuff and i still now do find it so amazing how it is such like a such a high tech place and it has so much going on but yet you just kind of step out of these seas which is the same with most places you know you step out of london you can get to the countryside and stuff but china has some of the most breathtaking landscapes i think i've ever seen and it's just not what you initially think when you think of china like it's just not you think of maybe the great wall and you think of i don't know sometimes i think i can't remember what my like impressions were of china before but i've done three mountains now uh yellow mountain purple mountain these aren't their official names i think these are just their english names and avatar mountain which which was really cool it was called something else before but it's called avatar mountain after the movies because that's what the avatar place was like themed after the mountains and stuff like the the floating it's is and it is so nice up there like the monkey that was cool i did that by myself that was crazy <laughs> i'll move on to that so yeah so but china just has so some so many breathtaking spots and there's so many more i want to go back to i want to do harbin i want to do sanyan you just think like i know everywhere has that most places that are like have a coast they have a beach side and this but china has every kind of uh not cultural like geographic highlight all in one place it is so massive so it does make sense like they've got the beach and the heat and the sun but they've also got the mountains and you can get snow and ice if you want and you can have really rural like rice fields if that's how you want to live in hut life or you can live like city central central center life that i don't know what i just said but i had all the right words there not in the right sentence (laughs) but yeah it was just it's just mad but yeah so doing the mountains was phenomenal my first solo trip in china which i did in the summer when i went to shanghai i visited my friend and i did avatar mountain and that was like me by myself and 
getting there, like flying within China by myself, making sure I'm still haggling and not being ripped off when I get a cab from the airport to my hotel, which he really, the cabman really did try to, oh, we thank God for Didi, which is like Chinese Uber. But obviously cabs and, you know, da, 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 da. And they're really pushy. So they come up and they're like, cab, cab, cab. Like, I'll take you where you're going to go. And they don't know about personal space like that, yeah. So on, I'm on my phone and I'm, like, trying to put the address into Didi. And I all the apps I used were Chinese apps. Like, I couldn't download the English version of apps for whatever Apple reason. Um, and... <laughs> This, and they just look over your shoulder and they're like, yeah, 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 I'll take you there. And I'm like, I wasn't showing you, like, get out of my space. Because they're like, where are you going? Where are you going? And th- they have a limited amount of English. Um, but they'll be like, taxi. And then I'm like, no, I want a Didi. And they're like, yeah, Didi, Didi, Didi. I'm Didi, I'm Didi. Um, I'm cheaper than Didi. And I'm like, um, I don't think you are. And this guy wanted to charge me 200 quai, which when you convert it is like, 19 pound or something really not that much that's not the point um <laughs> for like a 45 minute journey i was bitching for no reason anyway he wanted to try to charge me 200 quai though because it's still cheeky it's cheeky because it's irrelevant 200 quai to drop me to my hotel which was about 45 minutes to an hour away while we were doing that he told me that his wife works in the hotel like this is all through translator his wife works in that hotel and i was like okay then and he's like so we'll pick up my wife and drop her to work and i was gonna pay 200 quai to take a man to get in a car and have a man pick up his wife take her to work and drop me to the hotel now i just didn't understand how that was gonna benefit me but you know, like, and I was there by myself and I was thinking, this man is really trying to, he's really trying to play me. And they'll just talk about you. Like, he's, he's there, all their friends are there, they're asking about me because they're, like, curious. It's like, oh, my God, black girl, da 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 And they're just chatting and laughing and giggling. And he's opening the door and I was thinking, I'm not getting in that. I ordered my DD. It took me, it cost me 65 quai. 65 quai in my DD. I really hold on to that because I just can't believe he really want to tell me we're going to pick up my wife on the way. <laughs> motherfucker anyway but yeah doing my first solo trip was amazing i felt really proud of myself uh, i managed to get myself an upgrade at that hotel without that man and his wife <laughs> and i had like a beautiful like suite that just looked out onto the mountains and this big ass tub anything about china that makes me sad they don't have bathtubs um yeah it was amazing um other highlights include uh, take starting my journey to learn Mandarin, which is obviously a continuous journey, and it does irritate me at times. I hate that I'm not bilingual, but I'm proud of myself for like jumping the gun. Chinese is, is actually, it's a language that makes sense, but I still think it's it's learning anything that's different to what you know is hard. And what I know is that I barely speak English. You guys listen to me and. You can hear the struggles in my voice sometimes. I really wonder if this is my first language. I have been asking my mum. I'm like, you genuinely should have taken me to a speech and language therapist. I get so tongue-tied, tongue-tied so quickly. I cannot pronounce words. It's terrible. And my grandma is atrocious. And I say this, and yeah, I like working with kids. But, mm. anyway. So starting my journey to learn Mandarin, 
fostering my dog yeah yeah i fostered a dog his name was caesar it's the best pet i've had and again like all by myself doing all of this stuff like taking care of the animal by myself he was ugh, i loved him and it breaks my heart that he's gone but he's gone to a forever home so i'm happy about that um making and i would say number one is definitely integrating with locals making chinese friends i will say i have friends in china and if and when i go back and live there i'll be so excited to visit nanjing and visit them and if i don't go back to live i have to go back there to visit one of my friends is pregnant and she's having her baby around like october so i need to go see her baby and stuff and just lovely like um uh i call her my sister i was gonna say my mimi uh she's my little sister that's what i call her i've been around her house i've met her mum and dad i've stayed over her house i've met her sister i've met her nephew i've met like her brother-in-law like i'm in that family they're just lovely um she's not the one who's pregnant that's a whole separate one but they're just so welcoming and really want to know about like you and what you're doing and all of this stuff and it's great to kind of just hear their cult not great to hear their cultural problems but great to hear the differences and similarities in some of their cultural challenges um like what's expected of them and blah 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 yeah so doing that and and making these friends you know trying getting myself out there to meet meet people um by myself is definitely hard but so rewarding so rewarding now i can i i can say i have friends in china like i have friends in china if and when i have children my kids want to go to china like i have people there now to be like my kids coming over look out for them or blah 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 so for all them reasons it's it's been such an incredible journey and those to me like when i when i was writing my list I wanted to make it so personal for me. So those to me are personally some of the big things. And again, it all just comes back to the fact that I've done 90% of these things by myself. Even not, even if they haven't been like by myself and I've been in a group, it's a new group. They're forever friends, but it's like a new setting. And to not have my home pack with me and to do that, I just feel so blessed. China's a dope ass place and I'm so glad I did this. But I'm so glad of the growth that, like, I have gone through. So, yay, me. (laughs) I strongly, I strongly, (laughs) I hope, do you see, see what I mean? I really, really hope I can go back sooner rather than later, just because it does feel unfinished. I will say that, that's probably how I feel, but how I feel changes every single bloody day, so I don't know. Um it's something I've always wanted to do so even if I don't go back I never it's never gonna be like oh damn I can always say like I lived in China I lived in China I did that I lived in China by myself um every person who's in any of the stories any of the memories that I have in the last 10 months I didn't know them 11 months ago I didn't know them a year ago and now look at me so if you want to do something something's on your mind you want to go for a goal go for the flipping goal go for it achieve it not just goals but go and live your dreams because living in china was a dream of mine and i'm so glad i did it it's so incredible um 
so I hope you live out your dreams as well and I hope Corona fucks off so that we can all live out our dreams together okay (laughs) anyway stay safe stay blessed and bye